Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. So the schedule was released, NFL schedule released for the Jets and the Giants. Jets get Baltimore week one at home. Key, I heard you on uh, Crosstalk on on, uh, Di Pietro and Rothenberg just now. Did you hear me, Max? I did. What did you uh, say? well, Well, the reason I'm bringing it up is because... You know, you look at the schedule and you go, oh, loss, loss, win, loss. But in the NFL, always a couple games that, you know, the team's better than the other team, they, they, but the lesser team still wins somehow, right? There's always going to be a couple surprises like that. So I heard you say that the Jets are going to win seven games next year? Yeah, seven's a good number. They won four. They move up three. Because Who do you want you... them to be? You want them to be undefeated? Well, you know, Kiel was – you no, know I what think seven's here. a lot, actually, You know so. what happens here is, like, when the draft happened – Right, like everybody started to go on this mission by stating like, "Oh, like they should be contending and they, they can get a wild card spot and they, the playoff talk." And I guess Max and I just hearing you say that, like, it's like you, you just automatically poo pooed that right out of the gate. Well, because here, okay, it's not a poo poo, Jay. Well, they won four games. I, okay, well, is it poo poo compared? Another to- three is a significant improvement. Oh yeah, it's a big improvement. It's a huge improvement. And, and at the end, you got to remember, this is not a veteran team with veteran coaches, okay? This is a young team with young coaches. This is not – you're not looking at Sean McVay who brings over Wade Phillips, a young coach with a veteran defensive co- head, a defensive coordinator who was a head coach at several different stops that was in the league for 50 years with veteran players in court. It's, this is a young team. So if you could – continue to build, and in 2024, all of a sudden be a a, a juggernaut in the AFC, you take that all day long. You win seven this year. You win 10 or 11 next year. Now all of a sudden you're a 14-win team. There's progress. There's not this. New York is in a rush with everything. you got to slow it down a little bit, buddy. Yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. That's more reasonable expectations for the Jets. No, I think that's that's optimistic of anything. I'm looking at the schedule – Look, if you just had to say win or loss based on the strength of the team, you'd say Ravens at Jets. Jets are going to lose. I'm not saying they definitely they might yeah. win, but like yeah. they could win say at Cleveland. Jets at Browns, they could maybe win that. No, 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 no. See, I'm, I'm, I, y'all keep discounting Jacoby Brissett. Right, but what I'm saying, key is like, yeah, if you're a Cleveland fan, you're going, okay, we're hosting the Jets, we should win. If you're a Jets fan, you're going, okay, we're at Cleveland, we could win. We have a chance to win. But the point is. Bengals, you're going to think loss at Steelers, loss Dolphins at Jets, but probably Dolphins would be favored. I give I give the Jets the W against the Dolphins. Jets at Here, Packers, that's only two that you've given them so far. Or maybe one. I'm giving them one. Jets at Packers, yes. So no, Packers, they're not going to beat the Packers. Jets at Broncos, could win. J- uh, really? Patriots at Jets, loss. 
Bills at Jets. Loss. Bills at Jets. Loss. You jumped something. Where's the Bills Jets at Bills? Yeah. Oh no no no. no Jets at home November versus the Bills. Six. It goes from the Pats oh, no, to the Bills. Oh no, you know what? I, you you got the schedule. You got the. I'm looking at. I'm looking at the rundown. I'm not looking at the full. It schedule. goes yeah. key. It goes Pats, Bills, Pats again. Yeah, at Pats. At Pats. Yeah, those are those are. Yeah, the start of the both. season is brutal for the Jets. Yeah, yeah. Keep going. I wouldn't discount the Jets. I wouldn't discount the Jets winning at Pittsburgh. I wouldn't discount that. And the Jets have beaten the Patriots before with a second-year quarterback in Mark Sanchez. My, my, I wouldn't discount the Jets splitting with the Patriots. Well, right, you're, you wouldn't discount. But my point is, when Key says seven wins, he's actually giving the bet, the Jets the benefit of the doubt, Jay, I think, because if you count it up just where will they be favored, I don't think they'll be favored in seven games. They, look, I got them. They can beat Pittsburgh, right? I don't think they're going to beat the Ravens, the Browns, the Bengals, but I think they beat, they, they beat Pittsburgh and they beat the Dolphins at home. I don't think they beat the Packers, no matter where their game's played. I think they beat the Broncos. You think they beat think the Broncos, Broncos on the road? I don't think the Broncos are that good, Jay. I'm nah, not falling for the I, Peyton Manning and, right, and, man, and I, Russell Wilson's video. That's not going to get me there. I'm sorry. I'm not saying yeah, but They're not that bad either, Key. They the, got a pretty, the they, family photo doesn't get you over the hump to choose no, the Broncos over the Jets not, at home? It does not get me over the hump. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. It just doesn't. I understand your – your, your infinity and fascination for Who would you make the favorite, Key? I'm not saying who you pick to win. Wouldn't you say the Broncos, Broncos are favorite would, at home I would, the Jets? I would, yes. Yeah, I would probably say yeah. they're slightly favored. So I'm trying to see if where the Jets would even be favored. And, and, like, I don't see very many games where they would be. So, Key, when you say seven wins, you're saying, look, I think they're going to be better really than a lot of people think they're going to be. I'm going to find seven, though. I'm yeah, really yeah. – it's a hard find, but yeah, I'm giving them seven. I'm giving them the ball bounces their way seven times. Okay, right. home against the Bears – when? They got that, man. They Lion, get that. All right, so, I mean, at they got, Vikings. They all those. Lions, Vikings, At, at Vikings, Bears. at Bills, no. At Vikings, no. you're just giving the Jets, huh? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to give that the Jets. Lions, Because it's Jags. a first-time head coach all right. that's never called plays before in Kevin o. O'Connell that came over from the Rams. I just, I, I you know, that's yeah. just me. Right. Yeah. What I, else? I Go ahead think... and finish telling me. So, then they finished. They got Lions, Jags at home. So you're going to give them the Lions for sure, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jags okay. are really interesting. Game. I'm going to give them the Jags. Give them the Jags, okay. At Seahawks? I'm probably uh, – I'll probably give them that. Okay. If, the unless Jets are going to win the Super Mayfield, Bowl, according to King. Unless yeah. Baker Mayfield winds up as Seattle's quarterback. And then at Dolphins, that's the way to finish the season. So on that's the road. Seven, that's, yeah, you could that's get seven, seven wins. wins. You could get that's there. seven yeah. wins. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, that, Meantime, that, the Giants. That is a tough – wait, that is a tough exercise, man. Find seven it's wins. Find seven wins, Key. Like, yeah, I, yeah. It's, it's tough. It's a it's a it's a tough exercise, and and I understand the expectations and all the draft picks and all of that sort of stuff. But you got to taper that and bring that down a little bit because you got to factor in the experience of the, the the team as well as the coaching. Now, if you told me, if you took, if I took the same roster, and I and this roster was. Bill Belichick or mm-hmm. Andy Reid or Sean Payton or somebody, I'll be like, oh, they might win ten, they might win nine. Or if you made Zach, if you thought of Zach Wilson as a different quarterback, which you may by the end of the year. And you know, right now we think of, of Zach Wilson as a certain level, but by I the end of the Zach year, Wilson's I think of Wilson's a guy. Yeah, but you might feel differently at the end of the year if you see him play behind a good offensive line. I will and, feel know. different. I'll either feel good about it or really bad about it. <laughs> Meantime, the Giants. Um, start at the Titans. That's pretty pretty uh, tough sledding, week one, but not unwinnable. 
Then they host the Panthers. Then they host the Cowboys and, you know, NFC East. Cowboys would be better than the Giants. Doesn't mean they're going to win. Then they host. Of course, it, it, to you, Max. They host the Bears. <laughs> well, I've seen lots of seasons. Even recently, they'll open the season at Dallas and beat Dallas at Dallas, and and they yeah, stick. No, you know, they do. Yeah. it's one of those. Then they host the Bears. Then at Packers. Then they host the Ravens. Got a lot of home games to start the season. Then at Jags, and then at Seattle. Giants have a much easier schedule than the Jets early. Well, their first five, their first five, uh, four out of five. No, first four out of. Six games are at home. Yeah, and 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 not against world beaters either. You see, I, like. the, the the game at Tennessee to kick off the season, Max. For me, like knowing that they've lost AJ Brown, even knowing that Derrick Henry is still a beast and he'll be healthy, ready to go. Like there's still that acclimation period for me, like in the trust of Ryan Tannehill. Like I think that's a winnable game for the Giants. Oh, yeah. But you know what this season is for the Giants? This is an evaluation yeah, season. Yeah, yeah I agree. We're going to evaluate everything that's there on the roster this year. I could save you some win, time, by the way. If we win games, great. We're going to, we're going to try that's, to win them. We're not going to try to lose them. But we're really evaluating. We're a new head coach. We're a new staff. We're a new general manager. We need to see when the bullets really go to flying, who's taking them and who's ducking. That's what we need to see. Yes, that is the reasonable approach to Giants games. And that sounds great right now in May. I'm just letting you know that when the season starts, we will not be reasonable people. We will be unreasonable, and we will start yelling at the TV screen because that's what Giants fans. Do. You know how no, bad that's it what is? All, all fans do. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to give you a reason to not go crazy when you find out that they're going to win very many games. Yeah, but you know, you know how I, I agree. I'm not as a Giants fan. I'm not worried about them winning a lot right now. But you know how bad it is. When you spend the sixth pick in the draft on a quarterback, and it, I know you guys, oh, don't say bust, but it, it busts. Like, it's not a guy you want to keep. He doesn't get to his second contract. Already they've declined the fifth-year option. They've declined to exercise Yeah, that it was on, a bad deal. On uh, uh, Daniel Jones. What it means is, even when you draft well as they just did, right, even when you start putting pieces together and have talent on your roster, now you have an upcoming draft. That first-round pick you got, if the quarterback doesn't work out, Instead of adding a premier pass rusher, a, a shutdown corner, something that could put you over the top, you got to replace your quarterback. Man, anytime, and then you got to wait for him to develop. Anytime you miss on a first round pick, oh. that position, for instance, is set back several years because you now got to draft that position again. And if that don't hit, imagine if the Giants miss again on the quarterback oh. next year. Oh God! Or, or, listen, Key. If they're if they're not sold on a guy, because, because I, don't, you, I don't want him to draft a quarterback. I don't want him to hope that he's a guy. Because think about it this way, uh, Max and Jay, they were not drafting quarterbacks. They just missed on a bunch between them winning the Super Bowls with Parcells and then getting back with Eli Manning. Look at all those quarterbacks they went through in between. Dave Brown, all them dudes, oh. all them kind of dudes. Dave Browns. Them Kerry Collins, although Kerry played well. Yeah, Kerry played well. But he played well, but they just missed on a lot of quarterbacks. The franchise was set back. If you have a quarterback, you have a chance. And that's why when we talked about Kansas City earlier, of missing the playoffs, I'm like, no, not a chance. Because when they yeah, got, that's why got a quarterback. That's why the Giants, to me, oh, either they're in love it. with someone, Key, in the next draft, or for don't draft a quarterback, just wait. You know, like keep building the team. I don't want to see him reach for a guy like Daniel Jones again. All right, what week? We see the Giants schedule. Like, you guys got the first eight games I sent you. 
what game is Terod Taylor the starter? Like, in what game is is Terod Taylor either replacing Daniel Jones as a starter, or is he coming in mid-game and and Terod Taylor is now the starter for the Giants going forward? I would say... He might not be in the first half, Let me see. No, 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 it will be. I don't think TT's going to replace Daniel Jones. Let me do my brain real quick. I don't. Lost Titans, win Panthers, lost Cowboys, win Bears. No, no win Bears. Lose to the Bears. I'm going to just give you a loss just because. I say he comes in third quarter Packers week five. Uh, more importantly, Gates, can you just run back that sound real quick? I'm just curious to understand what Key was talking about. Oh, okay, yes, sir. Uh, yeah, I just want to see my brain. Is that what you said, Key? When? No, I believe he said, "Let me do my brain let real quick." Let me do my. brain That was the real quote quick. from oh. Key oh, well, as he was yeah, looking at my... the schedule and going yeah. over the games. He said, "Let me do my brain <laughs> let real me quick." Do my brain real quick. I've never. I never heard that before. You know, I it's... say all sorts of stuff that makes sense to me. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I yes, care. you that do. Makes sense yes, to you, me. you yes, do. You do. But to no to one me. else. That is. Yeah. That is... Let me do my brain. Let me think real quick. That's all I'm, I'm saying. Ne- I've been let with you think. for a year and a half, two years. I've never heard you say, "Let me do my brain." Well, I don't need to give you everything in two years, Jay. <laughs> Damn. You almost. He's made saving the good stuff for year three. You know, I'm I'm doing my brain now, and I'm thinking about the Giants. Yes, could, I'm doing a lot of my win- brain. A lot of winnable games in the first half of the season, but I don't even know if that's a good or a bad Week thing. Week five, like. Tyrod Taylor, third quarter. So after – I hope I'm so right. So at, <laughs> so at, at Packers. I, I just hope I'm so right. I don't I know. Yo, so right. I, looking Listen, at this man, schedule, I, Daniel Jones might keep his job through the first I'm half of the guys, season. I'm telling you guys, I don't think – I don't think TT – I think, look, the, the offensive line has been revamped to a degree. You got some peace. I, I think this is going to be a, a, a good and, year and for here's Daniel my Jones. reasoning. Here's my reasoning yeah. in week five. Let me do awesome. my brain to real get, quick. To get brain. him ready for week six to face his former team in the Baltimore Ravens. Let season me do awesome. my brain real quick. I don't. Let me do my brain. <laughs> Let me do my brain. Now that you hear back, Key. Yeah, the, no, uh, I think it's I, – I know what I said. I'm, did you? Yes. I'm, I'm not you, Jay. <laughs> Not let me think. Not let me mull on that. It's let me do my brain real quick. Let me do my brain real quick. I can't. See, that's why I'm one. That's why I'm one of one. That's why you're one of one, Key. You top five. Go ahead, Max. Take it away. Well, here's the question. Do your brain, Max. Tune in to the ESPN Daily podcast, bringing you a deep dive into a single story. One of ESPN's hundreds of reporters presented by Supercuts. Download, subscribe, and review ESPN Daily. Available wherever you enjoy your podcast. Down Florida, Butler raises for the two-hand slam. And some are starting to make their way to the exits. But with the squad like Philly, all the talent that they have, Joel, my guy, my brother, who I'd pick for MVP, feels good to beat him. I'm not going to lie to you. I got a lot of love for the city, a lot of love for guys in that locker room. So anytime you get to beat a former team, it's special. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and your smart speakers. Guys, you hear what uh, James Harden said at the post-game presser on whether or not he'll accept less than the max contract extension? Max contract extension? Dude, you're lucky to be getting 47 this upcoming year. Not worth it. Listen to Harden. (laughs) I'll be whatever makes this team, you know, um, 
whatever can, allows this team to continue to grow and get better and, and do the things necessary to, to, to win and compete at the highest level. James, you said the ball didn't get to you. Does the coach call plays to try to get the ball to you? Next question. How about this? How about this? Take a quickly and a <laughs> You got to try and somehow match up salaries and ship them off to the Knicks, who seem to be the place where players who can't play anymore but still have names, you know, traditionally have gone. Key, you know what a little birdie told me, Key? No. A little birdie, a little birdie told me the other day that James Harden was promised a max extension before he even got traded to Philadelphia. Yeah, I could, I could, I could see what. That. But who? What? what does that have to do with the guy who showed up in Philly? That's not uh, James Harden. All, all, all relationship-driven, man. Yeah. It's all relationship-driven. When you got relationships with certain people in front office and management and you already know what the deal is, they're not going to go back on their promise because they run the show. And if, it, if we look at it and say $270 million, it's not worth it based on how he played. But they're not thinking like that. they thinking we gave you a pack. This is what we said. So this is what we're going to do. You know, it just occurred to me. I don't know why I'm hanging out with you guys. I'm, I'm going to start. I think I want to start hanging out with Michael Rubin and Meek Mill and James Harden. That seems to be the click to be involved in. If it's about relationships, he's about to get $200 million for shooting twice in the second half of an elimination game in, at home in the playoffs. And it is what it is. Well, look, he, Josh Harris is the primary owner of the team, right? And so well, my thing is Michael Rubin's one of the owners, more, more of a minority owner, but that's the guy that James has a relationship with. I am not giving James Harden max money. I'm not doing it, man. But see, James not, said he's willing to take less. I don't care. Because if I give James Harden a max extension, that is a slap in the face to my franchise player in Joel Embiid. Because essentially what I'm telling Joel Embiid is, hey, for the next four years of your career – the guy that you just eviscerated on the post-presser after we lost game six at home saying this is not the same James Harden we thought we were getting from Houston. He's more of a facilitator. I'm giving you that guy for the next four years of your career when you finally got through the first year of your career fully healthy. That's what I'm saying to my franchise player. I don't want to send that message to him. Well, I'm not I don't doing have it. to give him 270. I could give him 220. That's still a win for Harden. I, I, if he's willing to take less money. Well, he said that he said oh, he gonna do whatever he said he gonna do whatever he needs to do. Okay, I'm gonna need you. I'm gonna need you to take exponentially less money then. No, if you want to do whatever, on, Jay, man. You're an athlete. You know you're not taking. You gonna take what the market is going to dictate for you to take. That's what you are gonna take. Well, that's if why the market I think, says the market says you can get two twenty. You are gonna get two twenty. Well, that's why I think he's gonna opt in. And if anything, I, opt in, stay in this contract. Let's see where you are. After Michael, that. Michael Rubin, James Harden. You guys like uh, hanging out in the Hamptons and. Uh, uh, playing wiffle ball with the kids in the backyard. <laughs> I want to hang out with these dudes. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> What's well, a lucrative? It's a lucrative relationship that James Harden has. Yeah, man. And then I mean that was a dig to Doc Doc Rivers, key coaching wise. Uh, next question. Like the ball's in your hands, man. Make plays happen. Stop giving me scapegoats, right? But that that, that brings a question: Is Doc Rivers there? I'm telling you, if I'm Doc Rivers, I'm out. I'm not trying to stay there. Well, I'm you not. Can't just leave. You got to have a landing spot. Or, 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 by the way, are they going to get rid of him? Because here's the thing about Doc. Like, look, guys, this has happened well, a lot there, on a lot now, of talented years? teams. They, th- like, they have, for whatever reason, the teams have fallen apart in the playoffs. And this is a lot of talented teams he's had now. Now, 
the circumstances have not been ideal. If Doc is like, hey, tell the whole story and point out this, this, and this, yeah, it's true. But key excuses after a while are like circumstances are almost never perfect. You know, you got to – that's the coach's job is to try to kind of navigate that and figure that out a little better than this. You can't show up lifeless in a, an elimination game at home. Well, look, you, you're showing up lifeless because your number two guy hadn't given you what you thought he was going to give you when you made the trade. Mm-hmm. And that sometimes could affect what you do from a personnel standpoint and a rotation and what you want to do on the floor. If you think you're going to get something out of James Harden that you're not getting, then what are you going to do? You're going to go to a lesser – guy on the bench now all of a sudden people gonna know well, why are you not playing James Harden like what what are you doing so he's put in a very very uncompromising position as a head coach in that situation but yet and still like you say though Max you got to figure out how to get you something out. you got Maxi you, you got to figure it out and key you know what this lets me know this lets me know that I really think I, when it's all said and done I think that the Nets won the trade I do I think Ben Simmons having back surgery well, look, check this out. Really thing. And Ben Simmons coming back next year with Joe Harris, with KD. You know, we'll figure out what they decide to do with Kyrie, but they're going to give him a nice say, You don't know what but Ben wait, Simmons Jay, is. Check this out, though. I don't know yet. What if, what if you take Ben Simmons out the deal and you just look at it on his face with, with, with uh, what they got minus Ben Simmons in the trade with Harden? They get two late net, firsts. Two late firsts. You got Andre Drummond. You got Seth Curry. I still think – Is that is that a win for the Nets? Maybe I mean, because of the salaries. It's a little bit more even. But I got even though Max asked me the question about, you know, we haven't seen Ben Simmons, even Ben Simmons just being back on the court and being a defensive guy and a guy that pushes the ball, that's a different piece. But he hasn't here's, – here's my problem with including Ben Simmons. I like Key's thought experiment because he hasn't yet to be on the floor. Like, yeah. I can't evaluate. I, I got to see him at least play a game for him. But let's take what Key just said. Given the fact that Harden, you're on the hook for him if he opts in for $47 million next year, and looking at what he just did, would you rather spend $47 million on that? Or is Drummond off the books now for the Nets? Yes. Okay. Or have Seth Curry and two late first-round picks? Well, it depends. Who, do, who else do I have on my roster with James Harden? If I, have, if I add an additional piece with Joel Embiid, I'd rather have James Harden. Why Tom Brady's future in the booth might be coming sooner rather than later. It's after Jay has this from Masterworks. Hot news story talking about one of the best business minds in all of sports. Regardless of how you feel about how he runs things in Dallas, you can't deny the dude is a baller. That three-time Super Bowl run was legendary, and he turned his parents' small grocery store into an empire worth billions. So when he puts millions into a new marketplace valued at $1.7 trillion, it's worth paying attention to. Here's the best part, though. Now ordinary people like you and I can enter the same market without needing to own a franchise. Check it out. It's called Masterworks. What they're doing is revolutionary, which is why they've already gotten 400,000 members on their platform and certified unicorn status. Our listeners get priority access to skip their wait list. How nice is that? Just go to masterworks.io and use promo code KJM. See important regulation A disclosures at masterworks.io slash CD. That's masterworks.io, promo code KJM. Masterworks.io, promo code KJM. There's no guarantee of profits, and investing includes risk of loss.
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Take It or Shake It is brought to you by Granger here on Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Evan, take it away. James Harden will not be back with the Sixers. Take it or shake it, Key. Shake it! Shake it! Shake it. Shake Certainly it, James Harden, Jay, is going to be back with the Sixers. It may not be $270 million, It may be 220 230 get a little bit of a discount. But he get he's getting over the $200 million mark. Mark that down. Well, he'll be back with the team because he'll take the player option and yeah. he'll sign. And that's the reason, the only reason I think he would be back with the team. Because if I'm Daryl Morey, I'm not giving you the bag long term. It's not happening. I give bags to the leaders of my team. You've proven to me, even with your words, more so than your play, you can't be one of the true leaders of my team. I think he opts in with the idea being, the understand being, hey, I'm going to get into shape and then I'll sign the Supermax. But I don't know if he will get into shape. But he's opting in, so i got to shake it like a Polaroid picture. Uh, I don't even know what the next one was. The Nets won the Ben Simmons-James Harden trade. The Nets won the trade. Key, take it or shake it? Take it! Take it! it. Yeah, I think so, though. I I think they won the trade. I'm taking Ben Simmons out of it, and and I'm just – what's left of it, the first-round picks, the Currys, I'm I'm looking at that. I'm not looking at the entire package, and I'm looking at what Ben Simmons – I mean, I'm looking at what James Harden didn't do – for the Sixers that he was supposed to do. I'm putting Ben Simmons back in it, Key, and, and I'm taking it because Ben Simmons on the floor, even though offensively, even if he is inept, and I know that people in Philadelphia say, oh, he's going he's to be playing along with KD and Kyrie. No, I'm just trying to tell you. You know what, son? I cannot count Ben Simmons in this until I see him on the it's floor, but he did my brain. He did. I got to tell you something. If you take Simmons so you out of it, brain I, quick, I would no. say, I would say, what would you rather have? James Harden for one year at $47 million or two late firsts and Seth Curry on a reasonable deal? Almost any team in the league would rather have two late firsts and Seth Curry. They win the deal even without Ben Simmons. I'd rather take James Harden if he's coming off my books. 
Oh, well, that's a, that's a separate uh, issue. Yeah, yeah that's that's a separate. Russell Westbrook issue. You, you, you're adding stuff God. to it. According Use your to, brain, Jay, like I do. No. He did his brain, and he said it's a relationship thing. You're going to get at least $200 million anyway. Let me do my brain real quick. Let me do my brain real Shake quick. It. Evan? Shake Tom it like Brady. a Polaroid picture. Yeah, good. <laughs> Tom Brady will no call this year's Super Bowl. This year's Super Bowl. Tom Brady will be in the booth for Fox Key. Take it or shake it. Okay, so wait. Let me let me think. Let me do my brain real quick. No, I'm, I, here's why I say I'm going to. <laughs> this is gonna be a good one. I'm going to take it. Take it. And this will be the like first a Polaroid picture. I know what he's gonna this say. This will be Watch the this. first in NFL history. Yeah, from the field. Tom Brady gets knocked out of the playoffs. Uh, if goes on to call the Super Bowl, he prepares. With about three weeks, uh, probably it'll be at least, well, let's say you get knocked out in the first round, what's that, a month? It's at least a month to prepare to call a Super Bowl. I'm predicting that right here on first take. I mean, on KJM. <laughs> what? <laughs> Max, I tried to do a Max there. Yeah, that's pretty good. That, that's, uh, by the way, you got me. I take the cheese right now. I love that one. I, I, I love it. I mean, I'm all for it. I don't even know what else to say after that one. I'll take it, too. That's why we asked the question. He yeah, he could call it out, and he could still call the Super Bowl. He could call. He'd be the first yeah. ever to call the Super Bowl from the field. He'll be on so, the field. Just put a little thing in his helmet. <laughs> I would look so down. Wait, let Tom me think. If he Where, called the Super Bowl, Bowl after he lost the key? Why? Super Bowl is in Arizona. Because I would be salty that I lost the damn Super Bowl. No, he didn't No, he was in the first round of the playoffs. I understand whatever round. Or but I'm salty that I'm not there when I should be there. I'm not ready uh, to call it right now. I mean, well, Nick Saban's done it before where he's on, like, the national championship broadcast for ESPN. Yeah. Like, yeah, Jay, it, yeah. Jay, when you retired, you came right on this show, directly from retirement to the show. What are you talking about? How many Super Bowls off the top of your dome, if you remember at all, Evan, New England played in the big toaster in Arizona? Or, yeah, it would be New England because he didn't play in Tampa in uh, New England. Two, maybe? I think one definitely against the Giants, and then I believe the Seattle one. So, yeah, two. So, two. And they would be like, Tom Brady, this is the third Super Bowl appearance Tom Brady has made in Arizona. It's history. <laughs> Called or played in in Arizona, the third. Yes. What if he was calling Mac Jones in the Super Bowl? Oh, oh God. God. Yeah, you, know, you want to make it even Jones, more juicy. Yeah, you start. You know I, gave you, Damn I right. gave you a little juice. Now you want to just more. have all the juice. You knew this was right. going to happen. Wait, really? We think Mac Jones is going to be the story of that game? Not not Tom Brady calling a Bill Belichick Super Bowl? Oh. Can we can we reverse the storylines, please? Well, we'd love to see how salty I'm in the Tom headlines got. business. Tom it, Brady calls Bill Belichick Super Bowl against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Well, wait, because here's what Tom Brady would have to address. Well, now that you have seven, seven and Bill Belichick gets seven. Yes, right after. Immediately. Oh, oh, I want this. That's so right bad. Max He's lucky alley. there'd be no competing Manning cast because Eli would get him again. Beat him in the ratings. Go ahead. What else? <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Judge will sign an extension during the season. Take mm. it or shake it. Take it. Take it. Take it. Take that. Take that. Man. The, the Yankees They's doing that right now, Max. Yeah, the Yankees might be slow, but they're not stupid. I mean, come on, you got to dude. Dude's leading the league in home runs. He's just getting started. You got to sign him up. Especially, don't quibble over a couple million dollars, man. Well, like, it ain't stop. a couple million no more. Well, yeah, now right. it's a yeah. lot more now than a couple. Now it's costing him more. You got to pay a stupid think, tax. And don't think about just the year, right? You got to think about the entirety of the contract. They were That's willing to go to age about. 37 with him. That's the if you're willing to go to age 37 and you're willing to spend over 30. 
then you're drawing, oh, we'll spend 30 million point seven five, but we won't go to 32. Shut up and finish the deal. Yeah, just add another 50 million onto the That's uh, right. to the deal. And Tell them why you're mad, son. Right. Tell them why you're mad, son. I, I am, and you can't let a homegrown product like Aaron Judge potentially walk out the door. You crazy? He's one of the best uh, players in baseball. Take it or shake it. Brought to you by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is always there to help. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Last one. Rangers in seven. Take it or shake it, Key. Take it. Get hyped about Take it. it. Take, it. Take it. Rangers in seven. Go, Rangers. Woo! Run the I, ice. I, I am shaking it for James Steele. Shake or it like Pittsburgh. the Polaroid picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking it Our for the New Yorkers. Fan. I'm wrong with Go. you, James. I'm wrong with you. <laughs> not even on the show today, but I'm still rolling with you. Yeah, let me do my brain real quick and just figure this let out. Let me do my I'll brain take real it. quick. I don't. Shake no, I it like that. a Polaroid picture. That's it, like a Polaroid picture. Shake it. Shake it. That's it. Okay. Yes, Max. This is- Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. So, what happened to James Harden? He was great last year. What happened to him? Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply.
All right, so Max, like the MVP of the NBA is Nikola Jokic, two-time MVP. So my question to you is, why on earth are the NBA awards being downsized and reduced to these small <laughs> spheres of glass? The I want to see Jokic. guys in the world. I wanna, yeah, I want to see that man walk around with that big MVP trophy with both of his hands. You don't, no, you don't want to see Jokic walk around with it. You want to see Embiid walk around I want to see somebody walk around with it. Yeah. Yo, I, I'm not going to lie. I got a chance to see two MVP trophies in my life, Yates. One at KD's crib and the other at Kobe's. You know, those things, the, the old school ones are so nice, yo. They're massive. It feels like they weigh a ton. And just you holding it feels like, it makes you feel like you're holding like a king's crown. You're like, I'm that dude. Now I'm looking at these. I'm like, what, am I holding it with two fingers? <laughs> so is this a present I give to my four-year-old child? Jokic can palm his MVP award. That's, that's ridiculous. What's the finals MVP look like nowadays? It, it, it just got rebranded. It just got rebranded, yeah. It has like little nets and, and stuff. When it's cute. It's nice and all, but like. We're messing with stuff that ain't to be. They, no, they should make the. They should with. make regular season MVP tiny and then make it huge really, for the finals. I can't believe y'all really analyzing and breaking down what the trophies look like. What are you mm-hmm. talking about? You analyzed the uh, a Tua Tungavaloa IG video. No, I did not. <laughs> Everybody <like> did. <laughs> But you're one of everybody. <laughs> everybody did it, yeah, so it everybody doesn't count. Did. Well, everybody's <laughs> analyzing the MVP. No, nah, sometimes, sometimes though, if you – well, Max wouldn't know, but maybe <clears throat> Yates would know and, and, and Jay Will would know. When we were young and we were getting the trophies, them things was – them were plastic joints. They were taller yeah. than Evan. Now you can you get a trophy for like your third grade basketball program? Like, yo, why is this joint five feet tall? No, no I got one. Trophies. I got one literally in in storage that's taller than Evan from my baseball days. And when I won, and the, the MVP. messed up thing is, it's like the new MVP awards in the NBA. No, so it's the MVP. No. It's huge. Oh, that thing no. about six feet tall. Right. I'm trying to get a trophy as large as Amari Stoudemire. That's, that's that's the kind of MVP. They should make the regular season MVP tiny and the finals MVP huge. Facts. Like, like, just imagine, like, oh, my God, I'm about to win MVP. I'm expecting to get this huge, monstrous award with, with some weight to it. And they give, and they give a you plaque. a glass ball. <laughs> a little by, by the way, can the NBA <laughs> just make some changes now and I'm announce like, who, the, who the MVP is before the playoffs start so we don't have to have any more confusion of watching Joel Embiid go to work and then have more conflation about who the MVP really is? Yeah. Can, we, can we fix that in NBA, please? Or better yet, they should have, call it regular season MVP and then have MVP after the finals are over. Make the MVP for the regular season the most outstanding player and the MVP Ooh. of the playoffs the MVP of the league. Ooh. Something yeah, I has like to that. give. Y'all got I about like five seconds, though. All right. In bye 10 bye. seconds, Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers. We are joined right now by six-time NBA All-Star one of the few guys who's given the Knicks any good memories in recent years. Amari Stoudemire giving the straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. What Morning up, Stat? Sir, what's going on, guys? What's oh, up, big fella? Nice, you know, same what's draft happening? class right here, yo. Is that right? Yeah. Same draft class. That's Whoa. right. Make me look like a little baby, like a little kid, like Muggsy <laughs> Bowes on the picture. Draft <laughs> <laughs> class? I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah, 2002. 2002. Yeah, yep. man. Exactly. Man, that was. I was like, I'm going to shot. This dude's going to Phoenix. And I'm like, I want to go to Phoenix, man. Yeah, <laughs> nice and warm in yeah, Phoenix. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, man. And, and also a coach that was uh, would have been good for you, Jay. Was like good, rock, for, good for you, Amar. And speaking of that, and I asked you this yesterday on This Just In, 2 p.m. Eastern ESPN, handsome host. Um, you were a guy who benefited from 
playing for Mike D'Antoni in two different cities, right? In, yep. in, in Phoenix and in New York. Right. And so was Harden in Houston and in Brooklyn, right? Mm-hmm. So there's no D'Antoni there this year. Do you think that contributed to Harden? He put up two shots in the second half of an elimination game at home? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to stand it, to be honest with you. As a top 75 player and as you're one of the leaders on that team, your job is to help, you know, provide some type of leadership, you know, in the fourth quarter, in the second half, or in the, in the game, in the, in the entire series, in the playoffs, right? You, you, your, your job is to be that guy. And for you not to attempt to try to be that guy is a little bit frustrating for me to watch because I'm a fan of James Harden and I want him to succeed. Um, but to see that happening, it was, was, was difficult for me to watch. Mm. Stat, you know, we talk a lot about dynamics between players and coaches, right? And as you and I both know, and Key, like when you go into that post-press conference, like that is, like that is the, the lion's den, right? Because people are out trying to hunt, trying to find things, and how you say sure. things and what you say is so important. Right. So with that being said, I want you to hear what James Harden had to say about how Doc Rivers – doesn't play or draw plays here. And listen to this. I'll be here. Whatever makes this team, you know, um, whatever can, allows this team to continue to grow and get better and, and do the things necessary to, to, to win and compete at the highest level. James, you said the ball didn't get to you. Does the coach call plays to try to get the ball to you? Next question. Okay. Yeah. What does that mean to you? Um, well, I mean, I feel like um, one thing he wants to try to avoid in the conversation. Uh, and at the same time, he's, I feel like he's also very frustrated with the loss. And, um, and there may be something there with the fact that he felt like he's not really put in a position where he can succeed, which I feel like it's not based upon Doc Rivers' decision, right? Because uh, as a coach, you want your best player to succeed and put him in the best position he can to make him succeed. Uh, but I think the personnel around James and, and B is not suitable for him, right? You don't have the shooters. You, you, don't, have, you don't have the assets you need to – uh, space to court, and there's no driving lanes for James to get into the paint or for Embiid, for that matter, in the post. You know, you know, Amari, I, I, I didn't play big-time NBA, college basketball like y'all, right? I didn't, do, I didn't do that. But I played enough high school basketball when they didn't call my number. I just hot dog. I just, just – I'm going to shoot it anyway. <laughs> why he didn't – you like that hot dog? Why – I don't understand why the inconsistency – this year in the postseason with James and doing that. Like, just just hot dog. Kobe Bryant, man. Just go on and just do your thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I, I think, you know, again, any anytime, anytime you, you, you've been a perennial um, NBA leading scorer, right, you should always be looking for your shot and able to affect the game in a way no one else can. And I think with James, I, I just don't think he's really put forth the effort to really try to improve his game. Um, if I when I watch this game, I see the same exact game I've seen over the past four years. You know, the between the lead dribble, going left, and try to draw a foul and get your floater off. Um, after a while, you know, the word get around on what type of player you are. And personnel in the playoffs, guys are keyed in on personnel. You know, so so if you can't go right, we're going to force you to go right. You know what I'm saying? So I think for him, he has to take a serious approach this offseason to figure out how I can improve my game how I can get in the best shape I possibly can, and how I can somewhat prove to the world that I'm still James Harden. Hey, that's really interesting to me. Like, you have to constantly involve. I think about a baseball, a pitcher with a fastball, right? Sometimes when he starts to lose it a little bit, it 
he has a bad year or two before he accepts, okay, I'm a different kind of pitcher now. I have to go to the off-speed stuff. I have to paint the corners, do whatever. Is it possible that Harden is in a transitional phase where he can come out of it as a different kind of player but still very valuable? Or do you see him as just unwilling to make those adjustments and therefore is not going to have a second act? Well, that's interesting because it seems as if, you know, everyone knows that, right? Like, as, as, as a top 75 guy, you know, with James Harden, right? I feel like you should know that, listen, I have to improve my game. It shouldn't be, it shouldn't be something that we should tell him. Mm. You know, it should be something you want to be the best player you can be. You want to be a champion. So, therefore, you should have that responsibility knowing yourself that, hey, I got to improve as a player. I got to come back with something better. I have to advance my game. And for him not to take on that approach himself is a little bit discerning. Um, but I do feel like it's not too late for him. Mark Steiermeyer, five-time All-NBA player, joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Stat, I know you were an assistant coach with the Nets this year. You will no longer be with the organization. But I do want to bring up a correlation for a second. I want to get your opinion on it. So I, I, I kind of look at the Nets and the Sixers as you have two leaders who are kind of like passive-aggressive in different ways, right? KD says things, but then you have this relationship, this dynamic between Kyrie and him. How does that really work long-term? And it's something a little bit similar with Joel Embiid and James Harden. So it leads me to the question is, do you think that Daryl Morey brings in a guy like Mike D'Antoni? And if he does, does that help James Harden? And does that kind of speak more to how, if you're, Jay, if you're Joel Embiid, aren't you angry that this team hasn't really surrounded you with the right pieces to win at the prime of your career? Absolutely. I mean, so to your first point, I do think it, it would be it, it won't be conducive as much for Joel Embiid if Mike D'Antoni was a head coach of the 76ers, in my opinion, because it empowers James Harden. It empowered the guards and James Harden to just do what they want on the wing and play open basketball. But yet you have, you know, the best one, arguably one of the best bigs in the league who's a post up player. And in Mike D'Antoni's system, there's not a lot of post up opportunities. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it may not be conducive for Embiid, but yet it would be great for James Harden in a sense because now he's free to do what he wants. Um, so that, that's, that there's there's so a toss-up. They can't bring him in then, Amari, because they already got rid of his dude, Jimmy Butler. They kind of like they, they, they kind of sided with Ben Simmons in a way over him. And now, like, if they brought in D'Antoni, if what you're saying is how it is, then they're kind of – Dissing Embiid again, right? Like, they just won't give him the team, I guess. Yeah, and they can't afford to do that. Embiid, Embiid from what I've seen as, as a big in his footwork and his potential and what he does on the basketball court, he is, he is a, a highly skilled big that you don't see very often in this league. Yeah. And so you got to take advantage of that. Stat, we got about a minute left. But Sean Mark said on Wednesday that he needs availability from everyone and seeing what happened with Kyrie this year, do you think the Nets can move forward with him? I do. I'm curious what you think. I think so. I, th- I think so. If Kyrie, again, same situation with James Harden, right? If Kyrie goes into the offseason saying, hey, listen, I'm putting my activist stuff aside. I'm putting all my intangibles aside. I'm going to focus strictly on basketball and try to be the best player I can be and best teammate I can be. Then I, I do think he can move forward with the Nets. He's only like the most skilled player who ever lived. If he would just be 100% focused on his craft while he's still in his physical prime, because it ain't going to last forever. He'll have a lifetime to do everything else he wants. I'm the sucker who thinks Brooklyn can win it all. You know, I don't think like, you're a I, sucker, man. I don't think you're a sucker. I, 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 KD and <laughs> Kyrie, how could think, they not? Right. The future. Thank you, Mark That's why. The future in Philly from Philly's biggest critic. Plus, Tom Brady came out of retirement for this. That's next. Keyshawn J. Will Max, ESPN Radio. 
Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.